Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you one more time. We opened up the uh, the school of uh, SOCI, the School of Christian Infantry this week. Hallelujah. We're going to untie the knots. That's what I'm titling uh, these messages. This week, we're untying the knots. In other words, we're going to talk about this week, deliverance from uh, evil covenants and the curse. Now, first of all, some people who, you know, don't have understanding, they might say, well, Brother Derek, I'm not under the curse. You are absolutely correct. When a person receives Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they are not under the curse. But how many know if you if you read Deuteronomy the 28 before, uh, uh, now that's your assignment, read Deuteronomy the 28. How many know that the children of Israel was given certain things that are happened when they was under the curse. Now we're not under the curse, right? But under the curse, one of the things that would happen when they was under it was they would be uh, borrowers and not lenders. Another thing that was under that, they would have inflammation uh, um, in the knees, the botch of Egypt, plagues, and even things that uh, wasn't written in the book, every disease and stuff like that. So even though Christians are technically not under the curse, if you see any of those things written in Deuteronomy 28 in operation, you're not under it, but the demons of curse are there. Well, so you could, you could go on and say this, well, brother King, God saved the world. Well, the Bible does say God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, but it's a thing that goes with that, that whosoever believeth on the Lord Jesus Christ shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's suppose a person uh, try to get to heaven just because they do good. You got, you got a lot of religions that teach you to do good. But now if you're following the truth, which is Christian religion, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, I don't even call it religion, but it's fellowship with God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man could come to the Father. Whatever name you give to the Father, whether it be ancient of days, Elohim, El Shaddai, no man can come to the Father but through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we're learning that if a person don't come through the right way, that curse will be in operation. They might, you might have finances, but you might be cursed in your health. You might have good health and you might be cursed in your finances. You might have good health and good finances, but you'll be spiritually dead or, or, or practicing iniquity or smoking and drinking and, and, and hanging out with harlots and things of that sort. So what I want to talk about, how you can get the victory in all areas, spiritual, where you have fellowship with the Father, uh, uh, na uh, naturally in your body, where you have good health in your body, and financial, where you have money. How many know everybody needs money? Well, then let's go back to the book of beginnings. Let's go to Genesis, the first chapter. And let's drop down. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling at verse 27. 
it says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Now, curses and blessings are invoked by words. Words are extremely important. Jesus healed multitude by words. God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save people. Just think about that. That's how you get people saved, through the foolishness of preaching. Hallelujah. Well, through the foolishness of speaking words, some would call foolish. But to us who have great understanding, we know words is, is the way that God's power is released. See? Words is the way the power of God is demonstrated. Jesus is the password. That's the name that's above every name. That's the name that has the power. We have the power of eternity to use the name of Jesus by confessing him as Lord and Savior. So we, we're still in the book of beginnings, Genesis. So God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So he has blessed them, right? Well, the blessing came by words, and that's going to be very important because we're going to untie the knots this week by words. And he told them to subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, that means you have dominion over mosquitoes. I've told this story before how I commanded the mosquitoes not to bite me. They didn't bite me for years. And then, you know, a couple of years ago, they tried to start biting me again. I had to do it again. So when they try to take dominion back over me, I, I go to this word and read this word and say, mosquitoes. I know y'all might think this sound crazy. I have dominion over you. And I keep pressing the battle and I made them stop again. Now, if they come try to attack me again, guess what I do? I come back to the word of God and attack them again. Do you know you got to keep uh, fighting? Do you know the children of Israel, they have fights and wars all through the Bible? That's why I call this the School of Christian Infantry, S-O-C-I. I just, just something I made up, you know, just came to me, the School of Christian Infantry. How many of you know you are frontline soldiers? You are armed. You are armed with the Word of God. That's your armament. The, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the shield of faith. How you put up the shield of faith? By confession. The breastplate of righteousness. How you put that up? By confession. Want me to give you an example? This is how you put on the breastplate of righteousness. You go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 and, and uh, keep reading through the 21st verse. And you say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When you, when you quote that out of the scriptures, you just put the breastplate of righteousness up. The shield of faith. You, uh, uh, you can uh, quote that. Now, the Holy Spirit is leading me. I don't have this wrote down, and there's nothing wrong writing it down. I need to document some of this stuff, but it's coming to me as I'm speaking. The shield of faith, you can put that on by reading Isaiah 54 and 17, where it says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So if somebody releasing words against you in the scriptures before that, it says that they should gather together 
and speak against you, but, but God didn't make them gather together. Their gathering is from Satan. They shall gather together and speak against you, but not by me, says the Lord. Then he goes on to say in that 17th verse that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now, how you put the shield of faith up? You put the shield of faith up by using words. You say in the name of Jesus Christ, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that's risen against me again in judgment, I condemn. Why? Because the tongue that is risen against you in judgment is releasing a spiritual force against you because the weapons now are not carnal. See, the weapons, see, see, Paul said, we don't fight after the flesh. We fight in the spirit. Well, if we fight in the spirit, that means the devil is fighting in the spirit too. He has his witches and warlocks and God's got his Christian infantry frontline soldiers who ready to engage the enemy, hook and jab, cut and stab in the spirit realm, not in the natural. See, we don't fight in the natural. We fight in the spirit. We walk in love, but we do fight. See, we love when we in the, in the flesh, but in the spirit, we fight. We, we, we put up that shield of faith, but then not only do we do that, we launch an attack. We launch an attack against the enemy. See, we're going to untie the knots. That, see, the enemy is trying to put us in a knot. You remember one place Jesus said, this, this daughter Abraham who Satan has bound, shouldn't they be set free? Shouldn't they be set free? Brother Tyrone, I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ, and I decree freedom and healing to your body. I love you, my brother, and I bless you. Somebody say, Brother Tyrone, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Tyrone Davis. I believe I got that right. Say, Brother Tyrone, be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus. You got us fighting with you, Brother Tyrone. Man, I love you, man. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. Hello, Infantry Christian Soldiers. Welcome to the School of Christian Infantry. I'm your host, your, your instructor, Brother Derek King, operating under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ is my head. Hallelujah, he's the head of the church. And hallelujah, he's giving me uh, ideas. He's establishing my thoughts. And hallelujah, this week is going to be a great blessing to you. I'm glad you tuned in once again to hear the words of God. Hallelujah, we're going to bless you. Hallelujah, by the Holy Spirit speaking through me, I command the blessings of God upon you. And I decree over you that no weapon formed against you shall prosper in the name of the Lord Jesus, every demonic tongue, every demonic curse, every demonic covenant, every evil covenant that's erected against your life, I release the fire of God upon it. I burn up the evil altars that's erected against you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Say, I receive it. I break every demonic covenant that you have made, that your ancestors have made, every demonic soul tie that you have made and that your ancestors have made four or five generations on both sides of your family. I cut those demonic soul ties. I cut those demonic cards. I cut those demonic bands. I cut all familiar spirits and demonic covenants and ungodly soul ties out of your life. I break them. I tear them down in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, I receive it. And when this message is through, pray that same prayer over yourself. You, you need to say it with your own words. Break every ungodly covenant, every evil covenant, Every evil soul tie. See, some of your ancestors have practiced witchcraft 
and that's the reason some of the demons like to hang around you and your descendants. Well, how you? Well, that's why you're seeing the same demonic patterns or uh, 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 spirits and sicknesses or whatever and iniquities hanging around because the devil is a legalist. And some of the covenants some of your ancestors have, have made open doors and you didn't have anything to do with it. But see, this week we're untying those demonic knots. We're breaking those demonic powers. Hallelujah. The word untie means to unbind. See, we're unbinding you. We're, we're releasing you from the shackles of hell in the name of Jesus Christ. We're, we're, we're releasing you from the spirit of Lazarus. And I call out to your spirit and I say, come alive. See, when the, when the son of man makes you free, you're free indeed. First of all, you got to get free in the spirit. Hallelujah. Then you'll be free in the natural. See, when the children of Israel, when they left natural slavery, they were still in the slavery of their mind. They were so enslaved in their mind, a group of them said, let's go back to slavery. They said, let's go back to Egypt. Why? Because their physical body left Egypt, but their, but their, their spirit never left. Do you know is you're capable of uh, your physical body being one place and your spirit being another place? Well, I don't know about that, Brother King. Jesus said you were seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So just like you could be in two places spiritually in the Lord, you could be in two places spirit spiritually in the demonic realm. See, some people, Martin Luther King said, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty we're free at last, but everybody didn't get free. Some people are still bound in slavery in their mind. So you got to get free, free from slavery in your spirit. And then you got to free your mind from the spirit of slavery. Your mind have to be re-educated to speak what the spirit of God is saying. How many understand what I'm talking about? Now we learn in Genesis 1 that God said, be fruitful and multiply. And he blessed the children of Israel. Hallelujah. But in, in Genesis 2, and at, um, at verse 15, it says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. See, he only wanted you to know the good, not the tree of knowledge of good and evil. See, that's the problem. A lot of people have learned good and evil, but God don't want you to learn good and evil. He just only wants you to learn, learn the good. Hallelujah. So he said, God, the Lord God commanded man saying, of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So that was, that was God's instruction how a man could stay from under the curse. So when you drop down, hallelujah, let, let, let's go to Genesis, uh, the third chapter. Hallelujah. Chapter three, hallelujah. And at verse, let's go down, let's go down, let's go down. Verse three, and at chapter, I mean, not, not chapter, Genesis chapter three, that verse 12, it says, then the man said, the woman whom thou gave to be with me, she gave me the tree and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? 
and the woman said, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat. Now we can see right here that even though God said, don't eat of the tree, they did. Now this is how, how the first curse came into being. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle. Now God cursed the serpent. Off, off with his legs, off with his arms, and watch, listen to this, and above every beast of the field upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Now the curse was submitted by words. Remember that. And God was the first person that ever spoke the curse, and the curse was released by words. So we understand that blessings are released by words, and curses are released by words. And it says that in Proverbs 18 and 21, death and life, the power is in your tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So God cursed the serpent. Now listen closely. And it says, I will put enmity between thee and the woman. So, so, so God said, I'm going to put a disagreement, a fight between snakes and, and a woman, and between thy seed and her seed. Now, I think the seed of the serpent is he's talking about Cain, because God told Cain, he said, Cain who slew Abel, who was of that evil one. So he's talking about a person that has the characteristics of the devil. You remember Jesus told the Pharisees, you're of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father, works of your father, you will do. Well, God is telling him, I'm going to put enmity between thy seed, other words, Satan children, and her seed. Now, a woman don't have a seed, but the seed of the woman later on in, in, uh, in its Christian walk, in the Christian history, the seed of the woman is Jesus. And it says, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Other words, he's going to hit you so hard with his feet that it's going to knock a hole in your head. It's going to bruise your head and y'all going to bruise his heel. My feet going to be hurting because I'm going to hit the devil so hard it's going to hurt my foot. That's what he said. Now watch this. He said unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. Now you notice he didn't curse the woman. He didn't curse her. Now I missed this last week. I thought he had cursed her, but he didn't. And he didn't curse the man. Listen to this, verse 17, but he cursed the serpent. And unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Now God cursed the ground. It said thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. So, so God cursed the ground. Now, what, what, what I'm saying is all these curses was released by words. Hallelujah. Why am I saying this? Because the way out of the curse is words. The way out of the curse is repentance. See, when, when you found out that somebody has missed it in your generations, or you have missed it, you simply need to repent. Repent of the sins of your fathers. You remember one place, it said God visited the iniquities of the fathers to the third and fourth generation. Well, you're really not under that anymore. But if you see those demonic powers in operation and you know some of the things they do, and you say, Lord, Lord, I repent of these things that my elders have done. 
But Lord, you know I'm not under this curse. So I command this, this generational thing where everybody dying of cancer, that got to stop in the name of Jesus. I'm not under the curse, according to Galatians 3 and 13. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, I got a lot to say. I'm not even done yet, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you one more time. Hallelujah. We're celebrating Jesus. We're untying the knots this week. Hallelujah. We're getting deliverance from the evil covenants and from the evil curses. Welcome to the school of Christian infantry. I'm glad to be with you one more time. I want your spirits to get stirred up because we're destroying the host of hell. We are annihilating the enemy in the name of Jesus. We're untying these curses. We're getting out from under bondages. And hallelujah, we're all going to do it by words used in the name of Jesus. Well, in Genesis, the sixth chapter, and at verse one, it says, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men, that they were fair. And they took them wise of all which they, they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. Strive being to fight against. God is saying that my spirit is not going to always fight against man. Hallelujah for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be 120. Now I'm not going to read all that chapter. What we'll ended up happening after that, the wickedness of man got great. And God spoke to a man named Noah, and God told Noah to build an ark because God was tired of the wickedness. So what God was doing was he was going to renovate the earth. He was going to get the curse out of the earth, right? God is a God that wants to get the curse out of the earth. So the first time God had spoke a curse in Genesis, he decided to get the curse out of the earth by doing what? By renovating it with water. That's where you get the baptism in the name of Jesus in water from. It's a type and a shadow of man going into the water to wash away his flesh from sin. So what God did in the natural, he baptized men in water. But he caused Noah to go into the ark of safety. See, God always put his people in the ark of safety. And, and you remember when God renovated Sodom and Gomorrah by fire, what did he do with his people? He went and got lot out of the, the, the place where the fire was going to fall. What did God do when his sons, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, glory, when they was in the fiery furnace, God protected his people from the fire. What happened when Daniel was in the lion's den? God shut the mouth of the lion. So God is a God who is looking to deliver his people from the curse, even when they're in the curse. Hallelujah. But it got to be appropriated by words. Hallelujah. So let's go to Genesis, the eighth chapter, and let's drop down toward the end of that chapter at the verse 20. Verse 20, it was after the flood. It says, and Noah builded an altar unto the Lord. Hallelujah. God loves altar. He built an altar unto the Lord. Jesus was killed on the altar of the cross. Hallelujah. His blood was sacrificed on the cross. Hallelujah. Our altar is a place of exchange. Glory. What blood is that, is that change? Or, or, or sacrifices has changed from you and you get something in exchange. So Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took a very clean beast and a very clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on, on the altar. Jesus was offered on the altar. Jesus was a sweet smelling savor unto the Lord. And when God smelt that offering of the Lord Jesus Christ, he have redeemed us 
from the curse. So this is a type of, of a shadow and a type. So this what happened after Noah built an altar unto the Lord, and he offered up that blood sacrifice unto the Lord to atone for the sins of man. After God had killed all these wicked people, only the righteous had the mind to go into the ark. After God killed all these evil people, verse 21, it says, and the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I would not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. Now you remember God had said earlier that the ground was cursed because man had ate from the tree of the knowledge and good and evil and God, God cursed the ground. Well, right here, the Lord is saying that he would not again curse the ground for man's sake. Now watch this. So that means you're not under the curse. Your ground is not cursed. Hallelujah. Your, your finances are not cursed any longer. If you want to put it in New Testament vernacular, because under that time, I don't think the currency they used was money. I think the currency they used was sheep, herds, goats, stuff. They might have had money. They did have money because Joseph later on had money, but it was late on. But in this in this day's vernacular, where, where man wasn't exchanging money, the blessings or the prosperity were based on what the man can sow and reap out of the ground. So God lifted the curse off the ground. In other words, the curse is lifted off your money. So God said, I would not curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither gain will I smite any more every living thing as I have done. So God is saying, you know what? These people, I, I know that they just need a savior. Because man's heart is evil from his from his youth because they fell under that curse in the in the um in the first part of Genesis when they sold out to Satan and Satan had dominion over the earth because he the prince of the power there. So God's saying, I'm not gonna uh, sell man out like that no more. After that sacrifice came, he said the ground is not cursed anymore. So the curse that was spoken, God is the same one that lifted the curse by speaking that it's gone. So curses and blessings are invoked by words. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God said, He neither again will I smite any more every living thing as I have done. While the earth remained, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Now I want to take a segue into today's events right here. Don't believe the people when they tell you it's climate change. They'll lie. It's a lie from the pits of hell because God said, while the earth remained, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Now they tell you at first they said it was global warming. Then when you can prove, well, hold up, man, it's cold as I don't know what out here. It's cold out here. How is it global warming? We got a cold snap uh, in 30, 29 degrees in March. It ain't no global warming. They say, oh, well, Derek, well, we're going to change it to climate change. You lie. The Bible say, as the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. So it's going to always be a winter. It's going to always be a summer. Forever. I don't care who tell you different. It's a money-making scheme. There's something else behind it. But, but what they're saying is not right. Well, let's go to Genesis 9. We're talking about untying the knots. Now, God had got rid of all the curses, right? So men should be able to live and multiply with no problems, right? Well, not so fast, brothers and sisters. When we go to Genesis, the ninth chapter, we read about, at verse 20, Noah began to be a husbandman, Genesis 9 and 20, and he planted a vineyard, and he drank of the wine, 
and was drunken. That's a lesson to y'all. Don't be drinking a wine and getting drunk. And he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. And Shem and Japhat took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father and their faces were backward and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, curse be Canaan. Now Noah is releasing the curse back into the earth. Listen, Noah is speaking a curse upon his sons. Brothers and sisters, some of you have had curses spoken on you. Some of you have had curses spoken on you by leaders, by your parents, by people in authority. I say to you today, you're not under that curse. I say to you today that those words that are spoken to you, Jesus has redeemed you from the curse of the law. According to Galatians 3 and 13, you are not under that curse. You are not under that curse. According to Galatians 3 and 13, those things that are going on in your life are a result of either word curses being spoken by authority figures, being spoken by friends, being spoken by witchcraft workers. They're speaking words against you and you have to take an authority over that word. Say I take authority over every negative word that is spoken against me and I break the power of the curse in the name of Jesus. Say that, brothers and sisters. Well, his own dad, he spoke a curse on him. Well, he the one got drunk, but he got naked, but he spoke a curse. He said, curse be Cain and a servant of service shall he be unto his brother, brethren. But he gonna release a blessing. And he said, blessed be the Lord God of Shem. That's who Abraham came out of, the descendants of Shem. And Canaan shall be his servant. He, he, he spoke that uh, his younger brother gonna be slaves. Hallelujah. And it came to pass. I can show you the geographic. And he said, God shall enlarge Japheth and shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. And Noah lived after the flood 350 years. Now, Noah released blessings, a whole, showing up blessing on Shem, uh, another blessing on the other son, and cursed the other one. Got a lot to say. I'm out of time. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. We're talking about untying the knots, or you can say it this way, basically deliverance from the curse, deliverance from evil covenants, Welcome to the School of Christian Infantry. Let's start off in Galatians 3 and 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. That's Galatians 3 and 13. Verse 14 says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, I've covered this week. You know that the blessing was released upon Shem. Noah released the curse back into the earth. God lifted the curse after the flood. Noah released the curse back into the earth through words. Why? Because God has given man dominion over the earth. So Noah now took the responsibility to either curse or bless. And Noah used his words to bless Shem. He made him super high. Uh, then he made Japheth. He blessed him also, but he was a little bit under Shem, but he cursed Ham. And Ham was the father of the Canaanites. Even so, in the 28th chapter of Genesis, uh, uh, Isaac told Jacob not to take a daughter of the Canaanites. Why? Because <clears throat> he knew they was cursed. 
knew about spiritual revelation or he knew about a written word. I don't know. But he knew he didn't want his son linked up with a cursed people. But you can see the effects of the, of the curse. I, I can tell you this. I'm going to tell you that God permitted me to tell it. I didn't know if he wanted me to tell it. But he do want me to tell this story. Years ago, this lady, uh, we, won't, we won't say who she was. I will protect identity. But years ago, this lady, she wanted to have a baby. She couldn't get pregnant. And uh, she asked me uh, to pray about it. And uh, during that time, I studied the whole Bible. I used to read the law and all that. And I was I was legal, legalistic at first. God had to help me with that. Well, but I still knew by the word of God that it said if you practice incest, in other words, a father sleeping with a daughter, a brother sleeping with a sister, things of that sort, near of kin, having uh, uh, relations with near of kin, it calls barrenness. So um, it was uncomfortable, but I, I said, well, I'm not saying you did this or anything, but uh, I said, uh, the word of God says, if anybody done these things, you go sleep with your, your father's wife. I know people that slept with their stepmama, that kind of stuff. You know, people, you know, be into some stuff, and it's the kind of stuff they ain't going to broadcast, but people be into that kind of stuff. And they keep it secret because it's embarrassing. Well, the lady was in a situation like that with her uncle. I said, well, what you need to do, because, see, we here to be a help, not judge. I don't judge at all. I said, what you need to do, you need to repent of that. I said, um, repent of that. She repented, and then I prayed for her, right? And two months later, she got pregnant, had a son. So even though it was embarrassing, by the woman being straight up, and I'm not, don't, I don't want nobody to come to you. You don't have to call and tell me if you've done that. What I'm saying, if that's in your family, that's in your bloodline, or you have done it, stuff like that, repent of it. Stop doing it. Ask the Lord. Re say, Lord, I received the blood of Jesus, and I'm not under this curse. And if, and if you've been involved in that, or if you know of any of your parents or grandparents or great-grandparents that has been involved in incest, that has been involved in witchcraft, some of you, your, your, your mama, your daddy, your grandparents or your great-grandparents, you know for a fact that they practice witchcraft and they have put you under a curse of poverty. See, is when you read the law, it's different curses uh, that comes along with practicing certain things. Um, rebellion against your parents is a curse of premature death comes with that. See, it, it says under the law that if, you, if a uh, son disrespects his father, and he can't correct him that they supposed to stone him to death. Well, in the New Testament, you don't stone him to death, but they'll open themselves up to premature death. That's why you see a lot of teenagers getting killed. I had a teenage boy who was cussing me out a couple weeks ago, a little 14-year-old. And see, that that kind of stuff, you remember Elijah uh, cursed the little kids, and she bass came and, and beat them up. See, uh, remember the other guy was cursing David, cursing God's anointed. And uh, he ended up dying prematurely, calling David a dog that God rejected. You know, David had gotten sin, and God permitted people to talk to him in any kind of way. But see, God wouldn't even let David hurt, hurt his anointing. 
You know, when David got ready to kill Saul, he said his heart sm sm smit him. He couldn't do anything to Saul. So God, see, you bring a curse on yourself when you come against God's anointed, or uh, when you practice uh, sexual sin, adultery, all of that. One place a woman practices adultery, it says she'll have inflammation in her stomach. Yeah, go, go. I don't want you to read the law because the Bible says if you read that, you'll bring a veil over your eyes. I'm just telling you the genesis of this stuff. So you'll see certain things like female trouble with some women, or uh, uh, barrenness, or uh, uh, premature death that's come from rebellion, or uh, uh, many such things I can go over that the genesis of it is God spoke a word not to do such things. Uh, when men violate those things, they open themselves up to demonic powers. Satan is a legalist. Satan has a legal right to come to afflict people in that area when they do such things. I've seen people lose their mind because they done gotten themselves where they want to walk in hatred towards one of God's servants or one of God's people. You want to walk in hatred to them. I've seen guys die prematurely. I know personally. One guy told me one time, get out of here and take Jesus with you. Another guy I, I was trying to, I was, uh, he had a, uh, a caretaker. He was an older man, gentleman. And this caretaker came outside and she was talking to me about Jesus. He couldn't even do nothing, but he made it, made it his business to roll outside and tell her, get away from my house talking about Jesus. And I kind of dropped my head. I was saying, Lord, say, don't worry about it. He'll be dead pretty soon. He died pretty soon. Wasn't long. What I'm saying, reading I'm telling that story is you have to be careful of certain things you do. Now, if you've done these things, simply repent. Some of you have spoke against Christians when you ain't know no better. Some of you have practiced sexual immorality, adultery and all that when you don't know no better. There's a curse behind that. See, a lot of stuff be happening to, you remember David slept with a man's wife and that son was sick? Something was wrong with that baby? See, certain curses like that bring that stuff. And then when, when if a person repent, they can be good people. They cannot be practicing in that, that anymore. But that curse is in operation. Now, this is how you get from under that. You see, sometimes the children might have uh, learning disabilities, different things with, wrong with the children. You can see certain things going on in the physical bodies of people. You can see certain things like premature health problems, premature death, or uh, 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 about to get sick and die, stuff like that, or uh, uh, barrenness, different things like that. All of these things are brought forth because somebody, either the person or their ancestors, have violated certain things in the Word of God. Uh, you see a man took a man's wife and a uh, man stole a man's property, your granddaddy. Then you find out somebody's always stealing from you or stealing your property or stealing your wives or stuff like that or you can't find the right. It's because of witchcraft and different things the ancestors done and somebody might have spoke over it. Don't let none of their children be blessed. I done read in the word of God where even David prayed them type of prayers. Lord, let even their children be vagabonds and stuff like that. That was word curses even David released. What am I what am I saying? You could be the descendants of one of them people who David spoke a curse on. What am I saying? I'm saying now you got to say, Lord, I enter into the courts of heaven. Evidently, Lord, there's something working here in my family in this area. Pick out the area and say, Lord, I repent for myself, for my daddy, for my granddaddy, for my great-granddaddy on both sides of my family. 
10 generations. And Lord, I'm saying, Lord Jesus, that I'm no longer under this, Lord. And Lord, this curse is broken according to Galatians 3 and 13. And I command these demons that are here under the curse to leave me now in the name of Jesus. You got to do that. You got to appropriate the blessings of God to get them. Even though it's yours, you got to take it by force. I got a lot to say. I'm out of time. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the School of Christian Infantry. S-O-C-I. The School of Christian Infantry. I'm just one of the instructors. We have a lot of instructors in the body of Christ. And I bless you, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Comeback Training. We're here today in the name of Jesus to destroy the works of hell, to destroy the devil and his workers, to, to, to set God's people free. Like I said once before this week, one person was bound and Jesus said, it is me. For this, for this person being a daughter of Abraham to be set free, who Satan have bound. Satan is the one that's binding people. Satan make the person sin, and then after he, he influenced them to sin, he present the word of God, say, well, Lord, under your word, it say that they got to be cursed to the third and fourth generation. So if nobody has the wisdom of God to counteract that in the course of heaven, Say, yeah, Lord, the law said that, but you said we're not under that. So I take my family under that. You know, one place God said in Isaiah that we were going to be restorers of the paths to dwell in, a repairer of the breach. That's who you are. You are a person that are, that is repairing the breach. You're restoring the paths to dwell in. You're breaking these curses off of yourself and off of them that are come after you. See, just like God visited the iniquities of the fathers to the third and fourth generation, he do the, do the same thing on the blessing side, see. But you know, one place I think is in Ezekiel, either the 14th chapter or the 18th chapter, it was a proverb they spoke. They said the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. God said that you're not going to be able to use this proverb any longer. To them that disobey, that's who I'm going to punish. But you know what? That's the case when you know the word. The Bible says, study to show thyself approval. See, the Bible say the people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. It's, it's not God's responsibility to, to make you read and study the word and make you even hear the word. It's your responsibility. So you'll have a person that's not under the curse, but the curse is operating in their life. And I done heard people argue and get foam at the mouth about it. You ain't nothing no curse. Yeah, well, why they die early? Why they sick? Why they broke? See, they're not under it, but it's in operation. See? So how do you get it from operating in your life? Well, he said, behold, I've given you authority, a power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. In other words, you're going to be the one to get it off of your life. Yeah, you're not under it when you exercise your authority. See, the children of Israel, they had the promised land. God said, I give you the promised land, but they didn't possess it. The original generation, it took the next generation to possess it. Now, we're not going to fall prey to that. We're going to have a good understanding. We're not going to be ignorant. See, we're not going to perish for lack of knowledge. We're getting knowledge. Proverbs 26 and 2. As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying. So the curse causeless shall not come. Other words, the curse comes because of a cause. 
Let me read it again. As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. So if you see stuff in operation that's not right, it's a cause for that. Your job is to discern what, what the cause is. And if you can't discern it, just play, pray general prayers. See? Like, for instance, one place in Proverbs, it says if a man does evil to someone who hadn't done evil to them, evil should not depart out of their house. Now, suppose before you got born again, you ain't like a person because they white. I don't like that white man on my job. Or you ain't like a person because they were black. I don't like that black. You don't like them because of that. I'm just using that example because you got people like that. And you start doing evil to that person. Well, you get born again. And now you ain't prejudiced. You ain't black and prejudiced against white people no more. You know why I use that? Because some of you, my black brothers, you just as prejudiced as you want to be. And you don't know it. You got the same evil spirit as the Ku Klux Klan. No difference between you and the Ku Klux Klan. Anytime you hate a person based on skin color, you're wrong. If you're white, you hate somebody because they're black, you're wicked. If you're black, you hate somebody because they're white, you're a wicked man. If you hate a person because they're Jews, I'd have heard people, Christian, they eat Jews. Man, are you a fool? You hate people because they're a Jew? See, hatred. When you do evil and walk in hatred toward people and they hadn't done anything to you, evil shall not depart from your house. So if you got evil in your house, go check on it and repent. Repent for what you have done. Repent. Don't say, well, I'm blessing you walking in iniquity. You're not blessed. That's why that stuff in your house because you walking in iniquity. See, one place David had a man killed, right? The man out of God's own heart, right? He had a man killed, right, after he had slept with his wife. he First of all, he slept with the man's wife. Had plenty of wives. God said, if you wanted another one, I would have gave you another one. Had plenty of wives, but now nah, he wanted, he got this man's wife. Then told him, hey, he was a soldier. Let the man come home and lay with his wife so he can, so he can get a, act like he got her pregnant even though it's my baby. That's what David honestly tried to do that. Got the man's wife pregnant and tried to have the man come home and sleep with his own wife to get her pregnant so he could have a baby by that man's wife and that man think it's his baby. The man didn't sleep with his wife. So when he wouldn't do that, David said, well, she's going to be pregnant and uh, he's going to know it ain't his baby. Well, get him killed. So David had the man killed, right? And then the prophet came and talked to him, told him what he did. And David repented. But you know what? Even though he repented, guess what happened? It opened up a spiritual door. Why? One of the punishments God gave to him was his son, Absalom. First of all, Absalom uh, took over, had his dad on the run, trying to kill his own daddy. Then he went and slept with his daddy's wives. So now it's a double cursing operation. The iniquity of David that fell on his children. Now one of his children doing the same crap, laying with his father's wife, bringing barrenness into the bloodline. You, you understand how that worked? But what opened the door was the sin of David. His sin 
See, see, God had an anointing on that family. Absalom wouldn't have been able to do that until David sinned. Then to, to, to make it worse, one of his other sons went and slept with one of his sisters. In, incest came into David's family. Oh, yeah, we getting down and dirty today. And then one of the brothers killed him. I think Absalom killed his brother. So now we got all this sin in, in David's family. Brother killing brother. Son trying to take over his dad and kingdom and sleeping with his dad at skirts. All this kind of stuff. Why did that come into that bloodline? It because this man sinned. Yeah, David was a man out of God's own heart. But David stayed on the run because of that. David suffered many things because of his sins. Now, he didn't die for it. But sin opened the door to cause his children to have spiritual trouble. How many sin this? Now, Jesus hadn't died yet, but we had that ability because Jesus have died. We, we didn't done some of the things David did and some of our ancestors didn't done it. See, so now we can get from up under that curse. Jesus became a curse for us. What you do now, you recognize that that curse is in operation. You see some of these things in the Bible that was going on with David after he sinned going on in your family. You might see barrenness or, or poverty or sickness of a long continuance. Repent of your rebellion. Repent of, of, of doing evil to people when they was at peace with you. The stuff you done done. Repent of sleeping with somebody's spouse. Repent of that stuff. You wonder why, that, why that certain things are happening to your children and different things. Repent. And after you repent, say, Lord, I thank you that you have received my repentance and I'm no longer under this curse. According to Galatians 3 and 13, Lord Jesus, you have redeemed me from the curse of the law. And Lord, I'm saying, Lord Jesus, forgive me and my descendants. And Lord, let my descendants and myself be close to you and let an anointing of restoration, repair the breach, let restoration come upon me and my descendants in the name of Jesus. I'm out of time. Be blessed. Have a great weekend.